another episode of Am I Doing This Right? I'm Corinne Fox. And I'm Natalie McMillan. And we are best friends, confidants, millennials, and the hosts of Am I Doing This Right? A life how-to podcast from the perspective of non-experts. And each week we cover a new topic and we pop open a new bottle of wine. Yes, we do, Natalie. And this (laughs) week, I'm very excited because we are talking about being bold and how to confidently advocate for yourself. And we have an amazing guest. I'm so excited. So Corinne has told me all about her. They've known each other for a few years, right? uh I keep hearing about her and I'm so excited to talk to her. Yes, we have D.D. Wong with us and we're going to be talking with her about cultivating the confidence to ask for the things that you want. Mm -hmm. The importance of connection and being vocal and how to turn a stranger into an ally. These are all things we we really really need. need. We need to learn, Natalie. I know, because I'm one of those people that like if I get the wrong order, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna speak up and say anything. No. I, I don't consider myself that bold in terms of like asking for what I actually need. Yes, or want. Um, so we need Didi, but first need we need Didi. this glass this of wine. glass of vino. What are we drinking today, Natalie? Okay, today we've got a homegrown for me. Homegrown? A Napa Valley. Oh. A Napa Valley cab, which is what Napa Valley is known for. Oh, I did not know that. And it is Duckhorn 2017. Mm. So I'm going to do a little pour here. Yeah, give them a little ASMR. Mm. We've got new wine glasses in here too. We do. Natalie um, got me a really sweet birthday gift and you got me these two wine glasses that are like very fancy. They're like really light and they're They're like super light. You can swish. They're just, they are supreme. Riedels. They're just the ones that everybody drinks out of. Okay. Let's take a sip. Take a little sippy. Whoa. I haven't had a cab in a while. Me neither. That was kind of fun. Wow. We will circle back at the end of the episode and give you guys our review. We're going to circle back. On this Duckhorn cab from Nat's home city. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you. So the first thing I notice on everybody when I see them is what jewelry they're wearing. Of course. Of course. That's weird. I'm not wearing any of yours today. Sorry. It's okay. I love all jewelry. (laughs) And I was just saying, oh my God, I love, she's got this real cute little layering thing going on. And one of them's emerald. Yes. And... This is because it's your emerald gear, right? Yes. And if people don't know what this is, but it's like uh, an astrological like, thing where every year it's one sign. It's like a different sign. Emerald year. Mm-hmm. And so last year was Capricorn. This year it's Aquarius, the age of Aquarius, which is what everyone's talking about. Mm-hmm. And the next year will be Pisces. So it's in order. Mm-hmm. So yours was two years ago. Yeah. Mine was rough. Mine was a rough one. I th- and then at the end I was pissed because oh, I was like, no. this was supposed to be my emerald year. Oh gosh, I hope mine goes well. I mean, so far, so So far, so good. Good. But yeah, I've been wearing a lot more like green and like Joe has been so into my emerald ear, which I love. He baked me a cake for my birthday. He used green icing to write happy birthday. Mm. He got me a necklace that has like a little emerald on it. He got me this candle right here that's green. He is fully on theme. He's really into it. And I was literally picking between glasses the other day. And I'm like, babe, like which one, which one do you like? 
I need help choosing? And he's like, you know, the only thing I'm thinking of, it's your emerald deer. So do you want a green ones? Oh <laughs> like, my God. Like, Thank he's you so, so much for caring. I'm really excited because next year, he's a Pisces and so next year's his. Next year, you're going to have to get him full out for his emerald deer. Green everything. He loves a green too, I think. It, no, I think blue is his favorite color. I don't know. I don't want to say it. Um, I love it. Emerald green is my favorite color ever. I would get emerald green glasses. They were really cute. I didn't, I didn't go with them. Maybe I should have. We'll see when the ones I got come in. But yeah, it's my emerald deer. So, you know, I'm trying to rock more green. Yeah. Joe's really into it. He gets me everything in green now. That's so <laughs> cute. Oh, my God. Um, I love that. But now, wait, aren't you thinking of a new hairstyle and you've been saving it? Saving it. Oh, I'm just podcast. telling you. Well, we were just talking and I was like, oh, I have this whole plan for my hair. What is it? And so I'm going to tell you. Okay. So our listeners, well, they can't see me and they don't know who I am really. So Yes, they do. Well, they can't see me, but, okay. they, but they don't know my deep, dark secret. Oh, can I say it? You can say it. Natalie is a natural blonde white almost hair yeah like okay. a platinum like a yeah. platinum blonde <laughs> so it's currently brown brown yeah and so my plan i just like it brown better i love it brown on I you just I just like absolutely brown so my plan is to grow it out like long <gasps> like share vibes yes like dark long and then when it gets that long i'm gonna chop it into a blunt bob and i'm gonna dye it white and all my hair is gonna fall out. I'm Whoa. sure. Whoa! I was not expecting white. I'm gonna go ex- extreme. I'm gonna I go extreme. I was expecting like a black bob. Nope. I'm gonna because I've had like at one point I had like almost black roots. roots I remember but that. But then I had like blonde white on the bottom. So now I'm gonna chop it, and it's gonna be like a full platinum, all platinum bob. <gasps> Whoa, that's how my plan. Fun. But it might take a while because in my older age now, I'm telling you, once you hit 27, <laughs> shit goes south. My hair's not growing as fast. Yeah. So it might it might be a while, but that's it's actually like, a really good length right now. Yeah, I like it. It's also straight right now, which it usually isn't. It's usually curlier, so it looks shorter. Yeah. But I do have to do my roots about every I'm looking at them right six now. Six <laughs> days. I just did them like two nights ago. This is the problem too, though, is that I'm doing them myself. Yeah. And I have so much hair that I just, I can't even get to it. I know. I I have very thick roots and hair and like even getting in there to even wash my like scalp fully is. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. So anyways, that's my whole plan. And I just wanted to tell you. Well, I feel like you're going to look fabulous. I'm very excited for it. I love the share vibes for you. I feel like that is. Because I already have a middle part. Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking long share vibes. Let's do it. Let's do it. And then let's also, let's introduce Dee Dee. Let's bring her on. Yeah. Let's bring her on. So before we bring her on, let's just introduce her. So Dee Dee was born in Hong Kong, raised in England, and now resides in Los Angeles. That's how I met her. So Dee Dee is an award-winning international keynote speaker, Hollywood film producer, and financier. Finance, financier. 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 She's I a, like to say financier. That was fun, but I think yeah. I said it wrong. <laughs> Who knows? Um, she's a serial entrepreneur, business and speaking mentor, best-selling author, and angel investor. She was given the highest level award of Women of the Decade for Entrepreneurship and Venture Capital from the Women Economic Forum, as well as an award of achievements, recognition, and excellence by the National Council of Women from the Egyptian government. Wow. Ooh, Fabby. Yes, she was recently the lead in a feature documentary on her journey as a speaker called Impact that won multiple awards 
at major film festivals globally for best inspirational film. Mm. Didi was given the certificate of recognition by Mayor Eric Garcetti of Los Angeles for helping women entrepreneurs succeed. Oprah Magazine also calls her a woman who means business. Oh business. my Yeah. Yes, and she does so much more. And we'll link to her website so that you can read up on Didi because she just does so much and I... Doing the most. She's doing the most and in the best way possible. Yeah. So let's bring her on. Let's meet Didi. Hello, Didi. Hi, Didi. Hi, Angie and Corinne. How are you guys? We're, oh, we're great. Good. It's so great to see your face. We've been chatting the last couple of weeks on different projects and, and yes. exciting things, which I am, I hope come together at some point. It will. Uh, when you say you, it will, it will, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. yes. The power exactly. of the mind. Um, but we're so excited to have you on because, I don't know, I've known you probably for the last few years. I think now. like three, three years or three and a half years. Yeah, like three that. or four years now. And I've just always looked up to you as a businesswoman, the way that you advocate for yourself, the way that you show up in your work, which is so many different things that you do. You don't just do one thing, which is what Natalie and I, we want to be multi-hyphenate, multi-hyphenate. like that. Um, <laughs> and so I just, I've always thought of you as a mentor and somebody that I really, really look up to. So I'm super excited to have you on the podcast. And I'm so excited because yes. I've just heard so much. He's like, well, Aww, Didi told me you this. You guys and- are too kind. I didn't pay them to say all this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> no. no, but really, we. I think that you, you're such a great person to, to have because these are all topics that our listeners, I think, could also really benefit from. Yes, especially yes. being young women. We're just now starting like to find our voice. And I feel like you've done such a great job at just figuring out how to be vocal and how to stand up for yourself. So we're excited to talk to you. But my, my first question to you is, when did you first start to see yourself as this business woman, dare I say business mogul that you mm-hmm. are? Um, how did you know that you wanted to be this kind of multi-hyphenate person who was working in different industries and had your kind of toe dipped everywhere? Well, I will tell you that not everything in life is as planned and as Mm -hmm. you think it will be. So first off to your listeners, thank you for listening in. And I always appreciate when people actually take the time to show up. Uh, And I I want you to know that I really appreciate the time you're taking to listen to us. Uh, (laughs) And I want to make sure that you know that my goal today, speaking to Corinne and Natalie, is to inspire you, to give you confidence. Because I was once that girl who just you know my culture was to marry rich and Mm. just uh you know because I come from a privileged family I'm supposed to be marrying this guy who has a name and and follow that Chinese tradition right Mm. so when I first thought of being a business owner it really wasn't anything active not actively planned I literally went to a four-day yoga conference in Hong Kong (laughs) I used that as an excuse to go back to visit my family then I after my fourth day after doing five to seven hours of yoga, like physical yoga, <laughs> I was very fit back then. <laughs> um, I woke up in the middle of the night, 4.30, and I literally had a calling in my dream. I had a calling. I saw the very first tank top. My very first um, entrepreneurial company uh, was called Chakras by Didi and it was yoga inspired clothing line. So that very first tank top that I designed appeared in my dream. 
So I woke wow. up with such a strong feeling. I just, I, I emailed my husband. My husband was back in LA at that time. I'm like, baby, no more. I don't want to be an actress anymore. I don't want to dance. I don't want to sing. I want to drop all that and become a businesswoman. Now, meanwhile, I have no idea how to start. I just knew that I wanted to do it. I had this burning desire. Mm. And so, you know, the book that I want you all to read is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read that. She's read that before. Mm-hmm. Yes. So principle number one, success principle number one is to have that burning desire, which is ah. exactly what I had when I had that calling. I just decided I do not want to do everything that I've been training for, which is on stage. I'm going to go out there and be a businesswoman because I want to make a lot of money. <laughs> yes. Who doesn't, <laughs> right? Desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's how we work the show here, right? Am I doing this right? We never really know yeah, how. Yeah, we don't know what we're. Yeah, we don't know how it's going to happen. We just know we've got an end goal, and we're going to figure it out. Yes, on until the way. we get there. Yeah. So speaking about, you know, you kind of touched on your upbringing a little bit, but being this very powerful, very confident woman you are now, did you always have that as a kid? Did you did you display signs of confidence or did you kind of have to learn it as you went? Yeah, I mean, there were signs here and there depending on what we were what we're talking about. So with my dancing and singing, I had confidence because I did it a lot. We played, we, we went to karaoke all the time. You know, that, that thing, I mean, it came from... Hong Kong or uh, Japan, right? Karaoke. So my my parents brought me up to be confident in performing. Mm -hmm. But no, I was not confident at all when it comes to school because I was not that A student. I'm actually a B, in fact, mostly C student. So Mm. for me, it was always a difficulty in school. And I remember having to take extra classes just to get my grades up. And, you know, and when they sent me to England at the age of nine, my English wasn't good. English is my second language. Mm. And I remember the teachers would say, oh, Minette, by the way, was my, my what's my name at school. Minette just needs more work with her reading. And I was, I had dyslexia in reading too. So I oh, remember wow, using these machines. dyslexia. Yeah. And, you know, they had these machines and they would, come down to make you read faster. So there's a time to it. And I remember think getting frustrated at the fact that I couldn't get it. So in that respect, academically, I was not confident. Mm-hmm. Sports and music and theater, I was confident. So it was like bouts of you know confidence here and there. Yeah. yeah. Well, then it's also so hard. I think I resonate with that a lot because it wasn't until I got to college where like I really struggled with like math and things like that, but I always thrived in the artistic space. But I always thought that because I wasn't good at math and I wasn't as smart as my friends that I, I kind of, it, it made me less confident. And then right. once you realize, oh, actually there is a, you can be good at you different things. You can be things. good at different things. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And just because I wasn't good at my grades, it doesn't mean I was always good at people, right? Then yes. that's the source of being successful, which we will, I'm sure we'll go into. Because if you can connect to people, then you are for sure going to be successful. Because this is a people's world. We are humans. <laughs> we connect mm-hmm. heart to heart. It's not about your grades. It's not about... So So as an investor, just to quickly go into that. Yeah. Um, investor, when I, when I hear people talk or pitch to me and send me their decks and all of these things, you know, it's not always about the product 
or uh, what you're saying or the words. It's really about how you're saying it and mm. the energy that you give off and how competent you are that I feel. It's, it's more feeling than anything. And then you go into the numbers, right, afterwards. Yeah. But you have to connect to the person first as a human. And, and then that's why I'm saying, uh, you know, with elevator pitches, connect with people as a human first, before your title, because I can come in and say, hi, my name is Didi Wong and I'm an international award-winning speaker and I do this, 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 and this, and this. And and, and that's boring. But yeah. if I come in and just be me and I'm like, yes, I just you know wiped out Cheerios because of my children or whatever. <laughs> and that's just way more authentic. And I want to know you as a person first. I kind of mm. went on and on about, uh, sorry. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm, this oh, is so great. great. And I love what you're talking about because I've always thought, <laughs> I've always thought that no one's going to believe in you if you don't believe in yourself, right? And that's kind of what you're saying. It's that passion behind whatever your idea is, whatever, if you're, you know, pitching to an investor, if you're an entrepreneur, but even in life, like if you're just telling somebody an idea, no one's really going to believe in it if you, if they can tell that you have exactly. self-doubt or yeah. you aren't fully in it or fully passionate. I remember when I um, first started acting, I, I still had a nine to five job and my dad was like, there are people, Corinne, who are actors who eat, sleep, breathe this. If you want to do it for real, like you have to quit your nine to five job and you have to just dive in fully because no one's going to take you seriously if you're not taking it seriously. Mm -hmm. And I remember it was a really hard lesson for me. And I, I did quit my job and I moved back to LA. I was living in New York at the time. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I think when you have that passion and that drive, it transmutes to other people and they yeah. can now see you know, or, or believe in that idea a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, so you've said, you've said, we kind of did a little, a little Instagram stock on you, <laughs> but you've said that, oh, really? uh, yes. <laughs> you've said, I firmly, I firmly believe in the power of speaking up for yourself and being bold. You have the power to educate and deserve for your beliefs to be heard. I'm curious in what ways are you bold in your life? I mean, obviously in so many ways, but are there any specific ways that you are actively or have to actively be bold in? Yeah, uh, I love this question so much because it's so it's so near and dear to my heart. I believe, and not just as women, but as, um, you know, as, as just humans, like we deserve to be heard. We deserve to have our, like we, we, we're using our words and our languaging to really inspire other people. No matter where you're coming from, no matter the color of your skin, no matter what culture, what religion you believe in, right? So, so for me, because I am a Chinese girl, Asian, um, you know, in, in that category, in a world where mostly is white, um, I had to be bold to come here. I came to America not knowing anybody, right? I had wow. a British accent. I, I don't, I don't, uh, most people look at me and they don't even think I am all Chinese. They, they all think I'm a mix. And, and so I had to prove myself. I had to say things so that they can actually listen to me. And that's really mm -hmm. coming out of being bold. Um, what am I bold in my life? Oh my gosh, so many things. <laughs> First of all, I married, I married a non-Chinese man, which is, he's half Spanish from Madrid and half Haitian from Haiti. Wow. And you that guys have the most beautiful kids in the, in the world. 
<laughs> if I may say so myself, they are very beautiful. <laughs> um, but, you know, that was the biggest step for me to say to my, my father, whom I absolutely adore. He's my hero. Daddy, I want to stay in America. And mm. he said to me in these exact words, you will never make it in America. He said that to me. Wow. And when he said that to me, I was like, oh, my God, imagine somebody you look up to saying that to you. Right. And I yeah. didn't know how to react. And so I had to go through communication with him to say no, but I really, really believe that this is the place that I would really grow and, and do well. And I had to just really make him understand. And then he writes to me saying, I will disown you. We will disown you. Mommy and I will disown you if you marry a non-Chinese man. I mean, those were real words that I read. Wow. And so, again, I had to be bold and say no, yeah. you know, because love is blind. Love is not about marrying a certain type. Love is love, right? Mm. So I almost felt like at that point, I'm teaching them something. Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you are. You know, once you get a point to your parents, you guys may not be, I mean, you're much younger than me, but I'm just saying, once you get to a point, you hear your father and your mother say things and you're like hold on a second that's not how I see the world yeah let yes. me open my eyes up a little bit and that's also being bold because of course in the Chinese culture you know being the, the generation uh, below you're supposed to kowtow to them you're supposed to say yes to no matter what yeah. so there are so many ways that I am bold in my life and um, being a speaker <laughs> you know stepping on stage telling people truly um, my dirty laundry, you know, all the things that, you know, I've gone through um, is being bold. But if you don't share, I, I say, if you have a beautiful voice and you're not singing, how are you inspiring? How are you doing good to the world? Because so, so for me, is that my messages are real to me. My messages, my stories, my challenges. So for me to step on a stage, to be able to speak about it and to pick projects that have impact, those are the, really are near and dear to my heart. Yeah. Well, you know, as you're speaking, it, it reminds me that so many women are afraid to be bold. And I'm sure, I mean, you had the most extreme circumstance. Yeah. yeah. But even now, I feel like it, women are so, we don't want to be seen as that, like a bitch or that we're, <laughs> we're cold or what, you know what I mean? And so how do you balance being seen in those ways? Does that yeah. make sense? It's an easy question. The easy answer, you know, if you block yourself before you even go there, like mm -hmm. you are the one labeling yourself already. Like if you yes. were to say, oh, how do I, how can I be seen not as a bitch and, and just to be bold, but you're already labeling yourself. So don't yeah. go out there with that intention. If you go out there with the intention of you're sharing and you're being bold because you want to be heard and you want your thoughts to count for something, then you're not going out there to be that label, right? Mm -hmm. And right. it's very easy for us women to label ourselves, to label other people, to just put a title on something. And, you know, there's no need for that. So I never saw myself, by the way, all, all throughout my time in America, I never saw myself as, oh, I'm Asian. Oh, I'm Chinese. So I need to be like this. I need to be like that. No, I'm just living my life. I'm an individual. I'm a human being. So I'm here in a different country, I don't even see it as a white country. I don't see it like that. I just see it as I'm, I have this opportunity to be in a different country, to learn about other people. So I don't label people as black, white, yellow, or blue, whatever, right? <laughs> I just see you as you. And if you can, through those lens, see yourself as who you are as a human first, 
again, it's, it's, it's going to so, be so much easier for you to go out there and connect with other people. Yeah, I love how you how you said that you're already labeling yourself before you even go out and do it. And yeah. So you're holding yourself back. And so then you never be bold because you never want to be this. You never want to be that. It's that energy that you put out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Got you it, know, Natalie. <laughs> that energy you put out. <laughs> you know, something that I feel like you could really help me with is that I am just starting out in my career. I'm just starting into new fields. And I often feel really small in big rooms with big, you know, executives. And do you have any like tricks or or hacks or maybe mindsets that I should be shifting in when I'm in a room where I feel small, but I want to speak up and have my have my idea heard? Maybe around people that are more senior, more um, yes, higher up than me. I have me. been in that moment. <laughs> I have ex- a, a lot of times, moment. too, you're the only girl. Yeah, a, a lot, lot of times, times you're I'm the only woman, woman and I'm the youngest by mm-hmm. far. Right, right. Um, well, I will say for sure the daily affirmations mm-hmm. that we all must do, beginning with your morning routine, it, it's, it is to do with mindset. It is to do with constantly building your confidence and constantly surrounding yourself with the right people who lift you up. Mm-hmm. And, not, um, and I'm not saying to kick friends who... You know, if you find a friend who you've been friends with since you were young, but they still complain about that same problem nine mm. years away, like nine years forward, right? Then yeah. you know that mm, maybe I will tolerate this person at the right time. But if you evolve your, involve yourself around, surround yourself around people who lift you up, that is the, the basic foundation. That's number one. Then yeah. when you're preparing for that meeting, Yes, they're absolutely mantras that you can use in your head. It's like before I go on a stage, same thing. I could I could easily go into, oh, what if they don't like me? Oh, what if they think that I don't speak very well? Oh, and I can, of course, we can all go into that negative space. But if you close your eyes and really kind of just take a deep breath and say, I'm good enough. I know there's a reason why I've been invited to this meeting, right? Mm. I was there. I was on this TV show called Elevator Pitch as an investor. Mm. And I was next to billionaires, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. And I was asked by my mentor to be on the judge on the judging team, right? And I'm just like, oh, me? <laughs> <laughs> and so for me, I was thinking, okay, what do I need to do for the fact that he asked me? First off, I trust him wholeheartedly. Right. And if he asked me, then that means there's something special about me. Number two is I do have to do a little bit of research and making sure that I'm competent in the room so that I knew my numbers. I knew what we were talking about. I knew the business part of things. And I told him, I'm like, well, you know, I don't know all the technical business lingo that's just not me because he's like no because the way you speak you make something very difficult to understand simple Mm -hmm. so the fact is I actually added to the tv show because I was different I wasn't that same lane you know talking about you know a hundred percent and five five percent equity I don't use that language in my own mind so I actually just talk like how I talk and people were refreshed by that. So believe that you have that uniqueness, Corinne, when you go into these meetings with all these executives that you actually will open their eyes up to something fresh and new in your generation that they would be learning from you. Just like I said in my Instagram post, since you're (laughs) stopping (laughs) me. 
I said, look, you always say that you always thank me to be your mentor, but I always thank you back because it's always a two-way street. No matter who you meet, right, whom you meet, it's not always kowtow to the person who's had more success. I can learn so much from you too. So, you know, it's I want everyone to listen to this and go out, even if it's a bagger in the supermarket or anybody that you come across, you can always learn something from somebody by observing them, by understanding the situation. And look how she reacted when this customer was so mean to her and she just smiled and said, thank you for coming. And see, mm. that, that is a message in itself. You know what I mean? So, yeah. um, Corinne, you're totally fine. <laughs> uh, let me just say that. Oh, no. I mean, I, I love everything you said, and it's really helpful. And it is a good reminder that if I'm being invited to that room, yeah. they see value in me. They're not just mm-hmm. invited. It's not an open door thing. Not everyone gets to walk in. And I do think I, I forget that sometimes because I'm so concerned about everyone else's, you know, their age difference, even their gender difference, their experience. Maybe they're judging. Just don't yeah. think about those things. I would just say, don't remember, don't label them as, oh, there's more men. Let's right, just don't yeah. even analyze it. Just yeah. go in as yourself and then you'll yeah. be good. Yeah. Those are such great, great tips. And I'm in a completely different industry. I'm in jewelry. And so, but I can still apply those to to my own industry. And you had mentioned that you were on a show called Elevator Pitch, but I know that you are the queen of the elevator pitch. Yes, you have an (laughs) ebook. So can you, for our listeners, why do you think it's so important, regardless of industry, like we're in two different ones, to have a really great elevator pitch? Because it's all about how you speak. It's all about the delivery. It's not about the words. So so in statistics, it's 93% is in the body language and in, in the energy and in the microfacial expressions. The wow. 7% is in what you said in terms of the words. So let's say I go into a networking setting. It's all about how I'm going to leave them feeling and not what I told them. So it really differentiates that. If two months down the line, I contacted them and say, oh my God, it was so great to meet you at Corinne's and Natalie's podcast and thank you for listening to me. And and they remember me by how they felt listening to this podcast rather than what I said. I really liked that girl. She was funny. She She made me feel good about the day. And I remembered listening afterwards. I'm like, yes, I'm inspired to go. And that is what's really important. So, if I may, you know, elevator pitches, you really have to consider the people you're speaking to. Mm-hmm. So you may change your languaging, com- dif- you know, different depending if I'm talking to somebody maybe in the being a doctor or someone who may be my client. You know, you know, you should know you, st- you can still be authentic, by the way, but you do change your vo- vocabulary. I guess it would be the way. And don't go on and on about um, you know, again, your titles, what you've accomplished. You just want to connect as humans. And uh, the last thing about elevator pitches, when you when you say something, keep it short and sweet. Don't go on and on. That's the what last and then and then go away. Like, <laughs> right. Make sure you exchange information, right? And this is the last tip on elevator pitch. If you want to take 
take away something, make sure you ask them how they like to communicate. Because we have social media, text messaging, emails, telephones, Zooms, all these different communication platforms. If you actually take the time to ask them, hey, Natalie, what is your favorite way of text, uh, of uh, communicating? And this, is it through text? Should I text you or should I Facebook messenger you? If you get that, then you almost got the permission to, to contact write back, write to them, and they will write back to you and that will wow. then take you to the next meeting which is the goal of an elevator pitch you want that second meeting that's right. all <laughs> wow. wow this is so such so, you have such great information yeah and i i think i always thought again to put labels on things of elevator pitches as narcissistic or, or like yeah. like i'm like again, like you said, to not do is just list all the things I've done or all my titles. What should I be talking about? Like what I'm passionate about or, you know, how I see our relationship or what are the things that I should be including in brief moments I have with someone? Yeah. So you, so you, I'm not saying not to say those things, just not to say them at the beginning. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) make sure, you know, let's say if you had two to three minutes you have you are mingling with people in on on the zoom call or um in a party right you definitely do want to just introduce yourself uh how how did you know the person who is who organized this right Mm -hmm. if i were to meet you natalie for the first time i would probably say oh we have our mutual friend corinne how do you how do you know corinne so that's just opening up conversation and you want to ask open-ended questions which is not yes or no questions so i would just say how did you meet corinne and you're going to go into a story right mm-hmm. then through the story you get to learn about the other person so you mm-hmm. may say to me oh I, m- I met her in new york city and blah 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 and i'm like oh my god i used to live in new york so the the conversation just goes very naturally to Oh, I used to live in New York. I just moved to LA, you know, a, a few months ago or a few years ago, but New York is really my favorite town. Whatever you find familiarity with mm. that conversation, you could even go to, oh my God, I just love your makeup today. Oh, I have been learning about, um, about by the way, I'm being serious. <laughs> I've been trying to learn makeup because I don't have these makeup artists coming to help me anymore because of COVID, right? I'm not letting anybody in my house. <laughs> so I may come to you and say, Natalie, before I, we, we even have this conversation, let me just tell you how beautiful you look. Your eyebrows are perfect. Your lips are perfect. <laughs> like, if you have any tips for me, do you see how I'm connecting with yeah. her mm-hmm. in a totally different level? And then that, that dreaded question will come. So what do you do? Yeah, <laughs> right? Right. That's going to come. When you have that question, that's when you can go and well, I am actually a speaker. I travel around the world to speak and I got an award last year in Egypt. And it's not it's not not okay to brag about yourself. You should be comfortable bragging about yourself and you mm. should be comfortable promoting, but just not right at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> so I right. hope that helps. Yeah. Yeah, not coming out of the gates yeah, blazing. Yeah, that's so helpful. And I just love your approach to business, really, which is this personal connection that you build with everyone that you are networking with, that you want to work with. And um, I feel like it's something that I'm going to apply even to this, yeah. this new and job that I just got. One more tip that just came into mind. Always let the other one talk first. You know why? Oh, because... Why? Don't People talk love talking because, about themselves. Yes, let them talk because if through them talking, 
you'll know if they are your people. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And you true. don't have to waste time. If if the more they talk, the more they turn you off, then okay, I'm going to the next person. But the more they talk, they, the more you feel like, oh my God, I just love this person. Then you go into exchange of the the. Um, communication uh, information right yeah uh, so so that's that's another thing that's good and it will save you time I like to be efficient in life <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah well I love how you know I think that the elevator pitch is always seen as something like self-promotion yeah. but I really love your your approach where you know you have your basis of your self-confidence then you kind of research a little you kind of know your audience and then just the cherry on top after that personal connection is the self-promotion. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Because sometimes I think it just, yeah, it's so hard to do. And you're just like, how do I, how do I approach this? By the way, when you do say what you've achieved or, you know, Corinne, you might say, hey, I have, I have a new movie out. I would love, you know, for you to check it out and tell me Mm. what you think. Uh, Safety on Disney Plus, you know, that's, that's not bragging. That's just sharing, right? If you you turn that thing off saying I'm narcissistic, again, you're labeling yourself. So you go into just, you really want, you're really excited about this project. So you're sharing with people and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause I think we just tend to make ourselves smaller. Yeah. 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 And so actually you have your Yes Academy, right? Yeah. Which teaches women how to confidently get what they want, which is what we're all what we're talking about here. But we were wondering what are some things that aren't business related that you feel like you can easily get a yes on? Maybe just Ooh, like an everyday life. <laughs> <laughs> so when I teach elevator pitch, I actually teach mostly for everyday stuff. Because not everybody comes to me for an elevator pitch for, for business. Mm-hmm. So let's say I always talk about how to get an upgrade in a hotel, airplane, even like one time I taught someone to go to uh, like an L.A. county fair and, uh, you know, just be just be around, just asking questions. <laughs> like I, I, I got to share with you a quick story. So I always go there. Uh, with my four children, of course, and it's and it's they have this huge parking lot, and it's the parking lot could be all the way fifteen to twenty minute walk away from the actual gate, and I'm no, I know with four children, I'm going to be dead tired at the end of the night, right? Yeah. So I get in there, I pay my twenty dollars for parking, and I usually ask, oh, can I please drop off my children nearer the gate? And meanwhile, when I'm driving through the parking lot nearer the gate, there are like hundreds of free parking spots even though they tell us to go to the right go to the right go to the one that's <laughs> away. so my way is to smile and say oh do you mind if i go in this way you just have to ask right yeah every time i check in a hotel every time and i mean every time i check in a hotel i will always say hey is there any chance of an upgrade <laughs> so, you know and that if you ask you you you're most likely going to say yes it's, it's wow. really true in anything in your life. If you will need any help, even if you're at Trader Joe's, you have, you know, 10 bags of groceries. Hey, do you mind if somebody comes and come and help me load it into the car? Just get what you want by asking. So please ask away and don't be afraid. <laughs> Not, what's worse than getting a no? You were already back at square one. Square one was a no. You're asking, yeah. you can I get a yes, right? 
Yeah. Right. It's so, it's so funny because literally yesterday last I was night. talking to last night, I was talking to Natalie and I'd come up, it's probably already a term, but we were talking about demanding what you deserve and really mm-hmm. not even demanding, but just asking for what you deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, you have four kids, you deserve to have a close parking spot. You know, like if you don't ask, you'll never, it'll never be a yes. Right. Ever. Exactly. Exactly. And um, listeners, please apply this. I'm not joking. Yeah. You're going to smile and think of Corinne, Natalie, and Didi. Oh, my God. That was the best hack ever. <laughs> yes. And we're kind of running a little low on time, but I, I really, really want to ask you this question. It's a little off okay. topic, but it's what I love probably the most about you, and I've learned the most about you, I mean, from from you. Um, you talk, and you think you brought it up at the beginning when you first decided to become a businesswoman, about how you wanted to make money. And you talk really openly about your your money goals, your financial goals. And I think as a woman, I was always been taught to be really quiet about that, um, about that hunger. Even when I have my business, I talk about you know, the passion for it first and you do too, but I, I never really say, and I also, you know, want to make money off it or I want to make <laughs> yeah. money from it. And I just want to know why you feel like it's so important to be vocal about your financial goals, especially as a woman. Yes. Um, you know, that book, the secret is all about saying something out to the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So it's in your thoughts first and then in how you say it and in, in every conversation that you come across to say it even more. The more you say it, the more it's going to manifest into your life. So that's number one. And, you know, really as a woman saying it is because so many women don't say it. So when you say it, people will actually perk up their ears and say, "Ooh, she's actually really talking about money. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And the fact that we don't say it enough, when you say it, you'll actually think, wow, this is going to be, she, she really knows what she wants. And I want to help her realize that dream of making whatever money. And also it becomes clear for you. If you say it out loud, mm. it makes it clear to you that you want to make a certain amount. Per year. You, you should actually be doing that in your, in your home, right? Walking around or where you write like every week, how much I want to make. In fact, how, how much, how much do you want to make for, for a year first? And then how much you want to make per month? And then how much you want to make per per week, then does it equate to how much per hour? <laughs> so if you know your numbers that well, and when you speak to other people, it's like, yeah, I've set up my goal this year. I'm going to double my salary from last year. And that's that's a goal that a lot of people do. They want to double every year as a mm-hmm. new year. So you just have to, it's just, it's just like anything, not even with finances, with anything in life, if you actually say it out loud, there's def- somebody is listening. And so it will manifest more accurately in your life. And when you say it out loud, boldly and confidently. Yes. Right? That's the key. Yes. That's the big key. I will make this much money. I will make it. I will make it. I will make it. Right? Yeah. 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 And that's, this year I have a really big financial goal. Probably my big, definitely my biggest one I've ever had. And I've just honestly, because of my conversations with you felt comfortable telling my friends, my family, my partner, like, this is what, this is the goal I'm at. This is, I have it on my vision board. And I just, 
just started leaning into that a little bit more and it's felt kind of uncomfortable, but I feel like the more and more I do it and the more confident I am, even in business settings, telling you know people that I work with, this is what I'm looking to make, this is what I, this is my goal. Um, I feel like just the more closer I am gonna get to that to that money goal. Well, even just speaking to that and speaking to this, you know, the energy that you put out is that she's had this goal for a while and she has shared it with me. And it just, it feels like when you really ground, like you really came into it, like I fully believe it will happen. Like I fully believe it's going to happen, you know? Cause it's like, that's the effect on other people is I'm like, hell yeah, this is happening. And I can't wait to see it manifest for you, you know? That's right. The more you say it, the more the collective will feel it. And that's why the more it will manifest. Mm -hmm. Um, So yes, uh, great question. I love it. Yeah. I (laughs) wanted to make sure I brought that up just because that's something I so admire with you. And, and we, we talked the other day and you were showing me your vision boards and you're like, this is how much I'm going to make. And this is, you know, I I love the way you go about it. And (laughs) Natalie and I make vision boards at the beginning of the year and put them up in our bedrooms. Yes. And by the way, I have a whole other, I mean, this could be a whole new podcast to really talk about how to create a a real vision board because people Mm. don't know how to do that. And, um, you know, I I did it again March of last year because it was the COVID, right? Mm. I did one in January, but because of COVID, everything changed up. So I did another one in March of 2020. And so many things manifested from my vision board. And so there is really a kind of a spiritual practice to creating a vision board. And you have to think of it as mental, emotional, um, physical, and spiritual. If you can include all of those realms onto your vision board, it makes you a whole person. So you can't really just do a vision board based on just materialistic stuff Mm. or just about finances. You want to really make it a whole, just just so you know. um, And you also do your perfect day, right? You also huh? have your perfect day vision board. I have too. my perfect day vision board, how I wake up, how where I see myself waking up, my perfect day, what I would be doing, what I'd be wearing, uh, what I might be reading, you know, all of that comes into play. Yes. Wow. I love that. I love it I so love much. That. And and Didi, we love you. We love everything you're doing. And we're going Thank to you. link to all of the amazing things you do in our show notes for our listeners so they can just swipe up and meet you, follow you, and um, yes, maybe your audience a book, right? The ebook. Yes, yes. 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 We're going to put the link to your ebook, which is how how to perfect yeah, it's a perfect your elevator yes. perfect your elevator pitch, turn every stranger into an ally. Yes. 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 We're going to link that so that they can get it. And thank you so much, Didi, for your time. It is obviously so valuable. And we, we just love this conversation so, so much. Thank you for inviting me. I really enjoyed our conversation and thank you listeners. Yes. (laughs) Thank thank you so much. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. Natalie, I just want to be more like Didi. I need to, I, we need to be more like Didi. I love her. I love her so much. And like she just what I love about her is that sometimes with with like entrepreneurs or even on this show how we were saying like we get intimidated sometimes. Yeah. She, you know, she's this big multi hyphenate. She's got all this going on, but she doesn't make you feel small, small or bad yeah. about yourself. Like she she, she does. really makes you feel empowered. Yeah, and that was what she was saying, right? Like you're not going to remember what she said, but you're going to remember how she made you feel, exactly. which is 
honestly why she stood out in my mind when I first met her she always made me feel really good and felt like yeah. she believed in me she's got great energy she's got great Incredible energy. energy so we hope that you guys feel inspired to speak up for yourself be bold and confidently pitch yourself in any any scenario any situation we're gonna link to Dee Dee's free ebook how to perfect your elevator pitch in our show notes so if you guys want to take a read that is available to you also all of Dee Dee's links will be in our show notes if you want to connect with her we highly highly recommend it mm-hmm. Nat, let us circle back on the wine the duck horn cab let's introduce our hottie of the week which is very fitting for Didi. yes powerful woman very powerful very bold very confident she's not afraid to ask for what she wants no she's not and i might sound dramatic but i would die for her <laughs> i would it's Beyonce. It's Beyonce. So we're gonna be rating our duck horn cabernet one two. Beyonce. Beyonce. Beyonce, who we don't even need to describe mm. her. How are we feeling about this cap? Let me tell you. I don't like caps. You don't. I'm not mad at this. I one. am not mad at this. Mm-mm. It almost gives me a little bit of a Pinot vibe, which might be why I like it. I'm taking a final sip. It mm. is a little, it is a little bold. It's a it's little bold, it's bold. Which is what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. This episode. How about you? You want to go? It's tough. It's tough. It's up okay. there. It's up I, there. Okay. I know what I'm going to do. No, I know. Okay. What are you going to do? I'm going to do 8.5. Oh, okay. Whoa. Okay. I was going to go. I almost gave it a Beyonce out of Beyonce. But <gasps> wow. I'll give it a nine. I w- okay. A nine out of Beyonce. Okay. So we're at like a, because this is the other thing. Beyonce? Perfection. Perfection. What are you? So I agree. So nine? Okay, so I did eight and a half, you did nine. So, so it's, it's an 8.75 out of Beyonce. Out of Beyonce. This duck horn cab. I will link it in the show notes if you guys want to pick up a bottle. We really it's like really it. good. And highly rack. I, I highly rack. <laughs> really upset that we're going to be doing riddles for our wrap-up game and if you guys have an idea for a better wrap-up game let us know riddles is not our favorite but we don't have any we don't have any other ideas we have we i mean we have a bunch but we have to rotate through them so mine's kind of fun and interesting i did not know it well i'm okay so you tell me yours because i can already guarantee you i'm not gonna get it i'm very bad at riddles okay so maybe but maybe you've heard this i don't know i don't know what four letter word can be written forward backward or upside down and can still be read from left to right what four letter word can be written forward forward? backward or upside down and can still be read left to right is it like left or something no it is not (laughs) what now it's not like this race car thing right i don't know noon n-o-o-n can be written forward backward you can write it upside down and it can still be read left to right how can you write it upside down that would be use wouldn't the ends then be use no if you flip an n upside down it's still an n uh a lowercase no 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 this is this is all uppercase. caps this is an all cap situation okay so in my head when i was envisioning it it was lowercase <laughs> and i thought you can't flip that upside down it'd be a u o o u oh no no it's all cap noon Hmm. Okay. Never would have gotten it. Yeah, no, I, I knew you'd never get that. Yeah. But it's no. just so fun to try. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's mine. Okay. I feel like you're going to get it. Why did the little boy bury his flashlight? Give me two seconds. Okay. It's tough when you're on the spot. Bury his it's flashlight. Tough. 
It's actually kind of good. No, no, no. I'm so close. It has something to do with the fact that it's night out. Or no, it's daytime. Maybe it's the day. Maybe he's burying it in the day. Oh, so you can find it at night? No. Okay. What is it? Because the batteries died. Oh, no. Get I'm, it? I'm too literal of a person. But the batteries died, so he buried it. Like a grave. Mm, you guys, know. we need a new game. <laughs> we need a new game. We need a new game. But also, we would love topic suggestions. We'd yes. love if you guys emailed us at Am I Doing This Right Pod. Told us how much you love the podcast. And if you love it, rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening. It really helps us grow. And don't forget to share this episode with a friend. Share it's with a, a great friend. one to share. Being bold, um, confidently pitching yourself, talking about yourself, advocating for yourself. Yeah. It's a great episode, so share it, like it, and review it. Don't forget to hit that bell and icon. Don't forget to hit that bell icon. <laughs> to get updates on our content. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to this episode this week, and we will be back next week with another episode. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.